0: All right, everybody. Hi, Ed Kratz here, your uh, co-host of the Eagles Insider podcast with the Fans First Sports Network, joined by my co-host John McMullen. Uh, John, how you doing?
1: Doing well, Ed. Uh, Last day of training camp. Eventful last day of training Mm -hmm. camp.
0: A lot of fireworks out there today in the middle of the afternoon. Actually, it was early afternoon. Um, Yeah, just we can recap it quick. Jason Kelsey and Zaire Franklin uh, got into it a little bit, a, a lot of bit, because practice was canceled about 15 minutes short of what it was expected to run. Um and the Yeah, what would you say? What was today? I didn't see Dom. So i said was it was supposed help? to be till and uh 11 till eleven forty-five. Eleven forty-five.
1: So and, yeah, I was thinking it was going pretty long. So I I guesstimate because I was up in the stands trying to look at all three Beals. Uh so I had guesstimated about 10 minutes, uh yeah 10 minutes early, but 15, yeah. Um yeah, it was interesting. I'll tell you what, uh Zaire Franklin, Billy Kid, uh uh Went to LaSalle High School. Um, he's an instigator, man. And he he got under the eagle skin, uh, that, especially you
0: know, Jason Kelsey's Zaire Franklin, you know, just to talk about him for a second. It, he's a great story. I mean, this kid, he grew up on welfare and uh, food stamps, the whole thing, in a very poor area of Philadelphia. In fact, he talked about going to middle school. I think it was Conwell Middle School on the corner of Kensington and Allegheny, and he even told reporters that were talking to him, don't go there. I mean, it's, a, it's the worst corner <laughs> in Philadelphia. Stay away. Yeah. Uh, and then somehow he was able to get to LaSalle College High School, of course, in the suburbs and win, win more, I think it is. But uh, And then he went to Syracuse. He's been in the league six years. He had a, a franchise record, 166 tackles last year. And he's not that big, which, you know, you look at N'Kobe Dean, and that's what strikes you about N'Kobe Dean. Dean might be like an inch taller than Zaire Franklin. I mean, this kid, is, Zaire Franklin, is just tough. He's a smart kid. Um, and and he's, he played well. He he played really well against the Eagles last year. He, he'd um, be the best linebacker on the Eagles if the Eagles – everybody's oh, talking, yeah. Jonathan Taylor, Jonathan Taylor, let's get him as a running back. If they could get Zaire Franklin, and I know he's not for sale – but man, he would he would instantly be an upgrade for that linebacking core. For By the way,
1: Eagles. one of the one of the photographers <clears throat> uh, that was at practice today got a picture of Howie Roseman talking to Zaire Franklin. I was, you know, that was mm. it could spark that off because this is a rebuilding team. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, for our buddy Shane Steichen, I, I you know, there's not a lot of talent. So football wise, I think the Eagles pretty clearly we're the better team in the joint practice, but that's overshadowed by Jason Kelsey going full bore from, you know, 30, 40 yards away and just yeah leveling Zaire Frank.
0: Listen, I was on the sidelines and I could hear him coming. He sounded like a rhinoceros on the charge, <laughs> man. You could hear the thunder. You could feel it shaking under, you know, under your feet. Uh, just to set the tone a little bit, if you haven't heard of what happened is, uh, actually Kelsey and Franklin were kind of drawing back and forth a lot during practice that I noticed they were kind of going at it, yelling back and forth. And, uh, Franklin hit Gainwell or somebody hit Gainwell the play before. Yeah.
1: It was Franklin two in a row. Yeah. Yeah.
0: After the whistle, he smacked Gainwell to the ground. And then the second time he did it, it was about 10 yards downfield after, I think it was maybe a pass or a run from Gainwell, but, you know, he's running upfield and Zaire just laid a shoulder right into uh, the shoulder of Gainwell. And, you know, that that could separate a shoulder a hit like that, you yeah. know, full collision and and knock Gainwell off balance. And Kelsey said enough is enough. And he started his charge, man. And he just buried, pancaked Franklin right to the ground. And of course, both benches clear, you know, they emptied and they come out on the field. I didn't see any punches being thrown. Um, now I didn't see any punches but a lot uh, of pushing and shoving yeah. and and there were skirmishes through It was very chippy all day long. How about Derek Barnett, Barnett. yeah Derek Barnett but before
1: the first one Ed it was AJ Brown in the first team drill caught a pass over the middle and it was Zaire Franklin. It was Zaire Franklin and AJ was upset and I didn't see a big hit or anything like that. It might have just been jawing back and forth. But A.J. was not happy. He's like Woody Woodpeckers I here, Franklin. He's an instigator. <laughs>
0: you um, know, it went back and forth. The whip. Mackay Gardner, you know, one of these undrafted free agents that might have a role on this team. We'll see. Cuts are coming. Um, but he intercepted Gardner Minshew uh, on a one-on-one drill, which was a nice play by Gardner. And Gardner took the ball and flipped it right at the Colts receiver. You know, just that's kind of an instigative move right there. Yeah. You know, yeah, Flip the ball at him. So, you know, stuff was chippy. We mentioned Barnett. I mean, he had the strip sack fumble of Anthony Richardson on one play, picked up the ball and started to run. And the next thing you know, all sorts of hell breaks loose. And, you know, Barnett almost assumes a boxer's like stance
1: out. There, yeah, right? well, that's Barnett's always ready to go. As you yeah. know, that, that could be a problem. Yes. You know, I thought I'm not sure. I thought it was Jalen Carter. I I talked to. Uh, I thought he was the one who kind of knocked the ball out, and then Derek Barnett picked it up. But I'm, yeah. you know, we're so far away from, you know. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, I was on, I was on the side, and I and someone said it was Barnett. I think there was a couple of fans that said it was Barnett that were standing yeah. behind me, and so I, I'm just going with Barnett. But yeah, Barnett scooped it up for sure. And yeah, uh, and it wouldn't. And
1: say uh, it yeah, no, yeah. But Derek Barnett has been in a couple scraps, and you know his reputation, which is part good. I talked to Jeremiah Washburn after practice. He was talking about Derek Barnett, and, man, it's just when you compare the way the coaching staff of this team likes Derek Barnett versus the fan base who look at him as some kind of penalty waiting to happen, it's really an interesting disconnect. But the Eagles like him as a player. He's got to be here. Um, oh, yeah. so
0: Especially for those they, people, they restructed expecting, re- yeah. restructured his contract. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Now there's always the potential of a trade. We've talked about it. It's now August 22nd. Got to look at the phone. All the dates run together
0: Yeah, uh, and how
1: he hasn't done anything. He's got a history of doing these August trades. There haven't really been trades across the league yet. I think that's going to pick up this week.
0: Well, um, maybe that has to do with the fact that there was no cut down to like eighty-five players yeah, in, in yeah. The previous yeah, exactly. summers. That's been the, 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 you know, gradual cut down to fifty-three. But now we're going to see it all in one fell swoop here, uh, you know, by August 29th at 4 PM teams have to get down to their final 53. Um, so yeah, there haven't been, and listen, how we didn't trade for Chauncey Gardner, Johnson last year, I think it was August 30th,
1: August 30th. Uh, Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, there's still time to swing a deal. If there's a deal to be made, um, a lot of people talking about Jonathan Taylor, you know, he's here in town with the Colts, um, you know, maybe he just switches locker rooms. What are, What are your thoughts on Jonathan Taylor possibly being traded here?
1: Uh, yeah, I think it's uh slim and none, and uh, uh, Mr. Slim is uh packing. To I leave knew town. you were gonna say it, I uh, knew you're gonna do that. Hashtag no, I'd like to say it to Eagles fans. Hashtag no, I mean, they just don't value the position. So if you think about it from a logical standpoint. You know, not only would you have to give up significant assets for Jonathan Taylor, you'd have to give up a premium pick. They want a first-round pick. It's ludicrous to think Howie Roseman would give up a first-round pick. But even if they would give up, say, take a second, and then you would have to make – John. one of the reasons Jonathan Taylor wants out is because he wants to be paid like what he is, one of the best running backs in the NFL. So you have to pay him top-of-the-market money you know, maybe not as much as Christian McCaffrey, but more than say Saquon Barkley. You really think the Eagles are gonna do of all teams? You think the Eagles are gonna do that? I, I mean, mean, it oh. just from a football look, as a player, Ed, there's no doubt he's a great player. He'd make the Eagles better immediately. Um, but they just don't believe and that's how you build a football team, and then they're not gonna change that thought process.
0: No, I I agree 100%. Um, But, you know, listen, I mean, McCaffrey got traded from the Panthers to the Niners for a second, what was it, a second, third, and fourth-round pick in 2023 and a fifth-round pick in 2024. But if the Colts think they're getting the number one first-round pick for him, they're nuts. I mean, and that's probably why they set that market. I don't think the Colts want to trade him.
1: No, they don't want to trade him. And if,
0: if you think about where
1: the Colts are, what what's the best friend of it? They they they're starting Anthony Richardson, yeah. Who you know, tremendous talent, obviously. Um, but you could see today he was struggling throwing the football consistently. Um, he's got a long way to go in that part of it. And the best friend for any young quarterback is a good running back, and they have arguably the best running back in football. They want him. And I think you're right. That's why they said it and said first round pick, because they know, hey, they tell his agent, go get a first round pick. He's going to go out there and not going to find it and say, well, this is the landscape. I mean, the Eagles have done that in the past with with Darius Slay this offseason. They told, uh, um, you know, all right, go look for a trade.
0: See what's out there. Right. Um, Exactly. Good comparison. Yeah. So um, uh, yeah, they, they, yeah. It, they're not going to unless they're willing to come off that asking price. I mean, hey, the Eagles could trade Kenny Gainwell and a third round pick for Jonathan Taylor. I mean, at least Gainwell, you know, Steichen knows him. Shane Steichen knows him. Um, you know, and then maybe you bring him in, and then you see what you do with the contract. I mean, the Eagles are projected, I think, to be like forty-seven million dollars under the well, cap.
1: They have plenty of money, but yeah, I, got I money. for them. I think it's more philosophical. Yeah, Uh, they just don't want to pay that position and they don't want to go down that wormhole um, to paying a running back at that level. Uh, Because, look, if you're bringing in Jonathan Taylor, you're not bringing him in for one season. I mean, not
0: if you're giving stuff up.
1: Yeah, he's a big time back. And, you know, it, it would go against their entire organizational philosophy of how you build a modern day NFL roster. And it, because remember, it's not about the moment, it's about everything. So it's about next year, how he generally, um, you know, has three years out sort of his strategy and, and what's uh, going to develop. So, you know, that affects things down the road as well, if you give a big contract to a running back. So, yeah i i mean it's nice to think about from a talent perspective and i get you know a lot of fans don't care about the money stuff and i don't really it it bothers me that i have to sit there and sip through this kind of stuff half the time but just the way they think about roster building it's top of the line money is not going to running backs in philadelphia or linebackers
0: for that matter you know it's it's Pretty cool though to sit here and and fantasize about having a backfield that's like Taylor Swift, you know, Taylor or,
1: Swift, yeah, the Taylor, Taylor Swift
0: Taylor, backfield, Now Swift. Now, uh, uh, now you're you a real you, Gaga over that, huh? Lady Gaga, that would be great to have Taylor Swift in your backfield, but I just don't see that happening.
1: Yeah. And, and by the way, if Taylor's here, Mike forget about this committee nonsense oh. that that's a true bell cow bag sure, that's sure. you know that's a guy who's going to be out there all the time you know but speaking of running back we just talked about the kelsey stuff you know who's always on the field in these situations ed kenny gainwell
0: yeah kenny Gain- gainwell
1: yeah. red zone kenny gainwell backed up kenny gainwell hurry up kenny gainwell
0: So you're saying he's going to be their guy. He's their number one back, correct?
1: You know, it's all about definition. Here's what I say. Uh, Kenny Gainwell is going to be the back in high leverage situations. So everything I just said, key moments of the game, it's going to be Kenny Gainwell. Now from 20 to 20 in the first quarter, in other words, you get the ball to 20, 25, and you're driving down the field. Who's going to be the guy that gets, you know, that might be Trey Sermon. That might be more Boston Scott. That might be more DeAndre Swift. But the high leverage touches, they're going to Kenny Gainwell. Every every available Evan, you know, Nick Sirianni finally gave it up on Cam Jurgens today
0: um sort of i mean he's still you know I mean, no, he's a knucklehead but yeah he, said, he didn't want to say he's our guy but he's like he's out there at all yeah, he's out every, there every rep with the, with the ones i mean yeah. that's his admission of yeah yeah will be the starting so you know
1: where safety you shut me down on safety because they're rotating everybody next to reed blanket
0: justin evans was out there again today taking first team yeah. reps as was terrell Edmonds. so it looks like as was sydney guys. brown Yeah, Brown, I mean, you know, he got beat for a touchdown throw on Minshew on a seven. I think it was seven on seven. It was a great play by Minshew, to be honest. It was a nice sidearm throw that got the ball in there, but Brown was in cover.
1: Yeah, it was interesting. I'm looking up as a Juwan Winfrey, who I didn't know much about. He was the guy. He made back-to-back plays uh, for the Colts in that drive. He beat Eli Ricks, and then he scored the touchdown. And it was sort of the, the polar opposite of the Devontae Smith consecutive plays. Devontae's were much more impressive, but because, uh, A, it was the first team. And Devontae went up and and high-pointed the football. One of the best catches of training camp just pulled it out of his air, uh, pulled it out of the air uh, over uh, Daryl Baker, uh, that poor corner. And then the very next play, Baker was like, oh, I don't want to get beat deep, so he's playing a little bit off. And then him and Jalen Hurts go back shoulder, mm-hmm. just perfect.
0: Um, that, to me, that throw to Smith, and that catch by Smith against Baker, to me, was the catch of the camp. Now, my short-term memory isn't the best. So yeah, it was great. Catch. Awesome. I mean, I just love watching Smith operate. I mean, he, he can – I saw that play he skied for that ball and he's he has the ability to to kind of hang in the air it's not like he jumps up and starts coming down he he gets up and he's like skywalking like he stays up in the air somehow and while the defensive back is coming down smith is still hanging in the air i don't know how he does it yeah he's got the a little Julius in him he just yeah, hangs up higher it, than
1: other people it's
0: amazing to me like i saw him leap for that pass and i thought He jumped too soon, but then he gets up there and he's able to stay up there. And the ball comes to him and he bobbled it a bit on his way down, but he got his feet in, held the ball complete catch. The ref was right there, signal to completion. That to me was probably the catch of the camp. And it's, I remember him against the Washington commanders last year in that show in the first half, some of those catches he made uh, just again, he's a Skywalker, Uh, you know, he gets up and he stays up in the sky for longer than your average cornerback is able to so that to me was the catch of the camp and john I want to touch on another play that we saw today at camp which you mentions the last day of the open uh, training camp portion of, of the summer, uh, and that was the Kenny Gainwell play. Um, here we are again with Kenny Gainwell they they uh, ran the uh, toss left to him and he pulled up and threw a pass Gainwell yeah. actually threw left-handed a, pass by left the hand, way. well he's left-handed but he said afterward that he's ambidextrous yeah. and to be on the lookout for the right-handed pass at some point uh but he completed it and it was like a 20-yard completion to Grant Calcaterra yeah. who by the way was getting some first team looks today
1: yeah, Grant Grant uh, showed up today a little bit, so I yeah. think yeah, I agree, he's man. a guy who 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 sort of not that he performed poorly, but hadn't really stood out in camp to where you said, all right, you know, he's doing much, but today he showed up a little bit, and I think he's you know clearly distanced himself from Dan Arnold. I thought yeah. Dan would have a chance,
0: I did, but too. that hasn't
1: manifested itself.
0: He had a drop, too. I think it was one-on-ones Dan Arnold did. He just didn't catch the ball. So yeah. I think, you know, I think it's going to be stolen Calcaterra behind Dallas Goddard. But listen, yeah. that throw that Gainwell made was, you know, he was joking afterward. He said, I dropped it right in the bucket. It was a beautiful pass. I mean, I I don't know if it was that good, but he was joking about what a great. Well, play. I think
1: it was great. What I think was great about that, Jen Hertzler, that's a Shane Steichen play. They never got to. So they're sort of poking at Shane Steichen. They never got to it. It was in the offense, and they just never pulled the trigger. And they used it in practice against Shane. It worked. That's mm-hmm. that's uh, a little good-natured ribbing, I think. To yeah,
0: Shane exactly. Yeah, exactly. That was funny that Hertz pointed that out. That Shane Steichen put that in because we never saw the Eagles try anything like that in season last year. There was no trickery at all. They played everything kind of straight up. Uh, I don't remember any flea flickers or now back option pass. Oh, I
1: I talked to Shane about that a couple times, and he was like, Yeah,
0: not
1: he was he's not a trick. You know, when you're good, yeah, you don't have to run trick plays, right? And and that's kind of how the Eagles felt about themselves, and they were right. I mean, they were so good, they didn't need that nonsense. And, um, you know, maybe you'll see them pull it out in Indianapolis because. They're going to have to manufacture some offense, some unique ways. So a little bit different. The Eagles, they got so many playmakers. I, I don't think you need uh, to do yeah. any of the the crazy stuff.
0: I, I like, you know, I thought the receivers for the Colts, that Alec Pierce from Cincinnati, I really like him. He, he's he got some speed. He got past Bradbury today on the, I think it was the one-on-ones um, Maybe it was seven on sevens, but he beat Bradbury just with flat out speed, and he got open deep. Um, and and Michael Pittman, of course, you know he's he's uh, he's a good receiver. So you know the Colts do have some weapons. You know they don't have the running backs that um, you know if Taylor's not going to play, then that's a real weakness. But Anthony Richardson, he was fun to watch today. He got he has speed. He's so fast. He got the edge on one play, and he just turned on the Jets. And, and oh yeah well he's
1: um, he's like two hundred and forty five pounds yeah. and he ran i think he ran a four four three at two hundred and and forty five pounds so he's gonna be a handful in in as a running quarterback um you know like I compared him to Justin fields he's even bigger he's even faster oh yeah and you yeah. saw what Justin fields could do um yeah. kid I you- was impressed with was Josh Downs I was sitting. Well, standing next to one of the Indianapolis writers, and they said he keeps getting open, and and he's a rookie from North Carolina, really small, like mm-hmm. more of a slot receiver. But they got him matched up on Zach Cunningham once, and it was it was over quickly.
0: Lights out. Yeah, I, I think they blew that play dead, but you know Downs was on his way there. Yeah, um, very fast. But yeah, and you mentioned Cunningham, and it looks like he'll be the starter next to N'Kobe Dean, and it was a tough day for co- in coverage. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't great for it wasn't today. A good day for he that. had been playing very well, but today yeah. was not great. No, it um, was not great, and it's a, it's a concern to me. The linebacker is still a concern. Uh, I know they don't value it, but, you know, Kaiser White and TJ Edwards, I think when we see this season unfold, we're going to look back and say, man, we must have underappreciated Edwards and Kaiser White last year because they were so good. And this linebacker core now as it stands is going to be a step down from what they had last year, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, and I'm I, I think Nicoby's gonna be N'Kobe Dean's gonna be a good player, but I, I I'm concerned about durability. He's already been yes. injured once in camp, uh, missed about missed four practices of teamwork, What did some individuals in there, but um missed team drills for four practices. And then it was Sunday. I think he showed up with a big wrap on his hand. Now he played through it, but clearly something was going on. Yeah. And you know, TJ Edwards played 20 games and you've seen, I talk about it all the time. You see TJ and you've seen him a lot in the locker room. He remade his body. Like he's, he was prepared to play 20 games. Yeah. You
0: know. He never came off the field. I mean, he no. played like probably 95% of the snaps all season yeah. long. And that that to me is going to be that's going to be the big loss. You can say what you want about Chauncey and Marcus Epps. I think Marcus Epps will be a bit of a loss, but Edwards to me is the biggest loss that this team's going to have to find a way to overcome. And maybe Dean will be the guy. Maybe he won't. But um one thing's for sure, John. Camp's over. All this stuff's behind us. We have one more preseason game left Thursday night at the link eight o'clock i don't know eight why I o'clock, eight o'clock. Oh. Yeah, i don't know why um, running clock it's
1: an amazon game i think that's why but okay uh, um yeah yep I, so I yeah wait. i can't wait to get to tuesday um that's cut down day next tuesday um when you yep. cut down the initial cut to 53 and boy week one can't come soon enough because these preseason games are tough now we didn't get to see it was all first and second team guys so you didn't get to see any Tanner McKee today any of the third team guys so it's important for them I don't want to downplay it for but we're talking about maybe three or four guys on the back end of the 53 otherwise if you want to know who's going to be on the Eagles roster just just pay attention to who was
0: getting reps today and Cause that's what the Eagles value. And listen, I think the Eagles are going to bring in a few guys. Once they look at the waiver wire, I think they could potentially, after they cut down to 53 players, I think you could see three or four more additions from other teams. I really do. And I, just because you make this roster on Tuesday by four o'clock doesn't mean oh, you're yeah, well, there's time.
1: always some movement. Yeah. And,
0: and I think there's going to be more movement than, than we might think. Um, you know, the Eagles lost a key cornerback with McPherson. I think they're going to look for a cornerback. I think they're going to look for more linebacker depth um, and maybe even a receiver. I mean, they could even look at a receiver that gets released through. through maybe the-
1: even an offensive lineman because, you know, yeah. backup offensive line because Dennis Kelly hasn't had a great camp. Uh, I think everyone thought he would come in and sort of settle down some of the mm. issues. Um um, I I haven't seen much from him and and the other backups other than Jack Driscoll. I, I I don't know how you could feel confident in those guys and especially you know Landon Dickerson got his foot stepped on and all of a sudden you see Suo Peta in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, somebody asked me on another show, Ed. You know what's your biggest concern about this team other than uh, the obvious? So linebacker and and i said back up offensive line because we've seen it before at the end of the doug peterson era you get two injuries on the offensive line the whole thing could fall apart
0: yeah yeah i like tyler steen i think steen's going to be okay but he's a rookie he's going to have some growing pains but you know i think he's a he'll be a swing guy he'll be a guard tackle um and you know lane johnson when he talked to us last week, he pointed out he really liked Jack Driscoll. He thought he's improved greatly. He mentioned Driscoll. He even mentioned Fred Johnson. Uh, straight up tackle. Yeah, Fred,
1: Fred's actually had a pretty good camp. I should mention Fred a
0: little yeah. bit more.
1: Jack Driscoll tried to give us some pickle juice today. Thanks yeah, to Jack.
0: Boy, boy, that's like, you know, kryptonite for me. I can't take, I don't even like pickles. I'm not going to eat. drink any pickle like juice. Come on, come on. Yeah. Yeah,
1: that's come on, Jack. Read us, us is right down the
0: the, the field. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Well, listen, pickle juice <laughs> aside, uh, that's going to do it here for uh, John and me uh, here with the Philadelphia Eagles Insider Podcast on Fan First Sports Network. Uh, we'll we'll be at this again uh, real soon. So thanks for listening and uh, stay tuned for our next episode. You've been listening to a recording of the Philadelphia Eagles Insider Podcast on the Fan First Sports Network.